Euzubillahimineşşeytanirracim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecma'in Allahümme allimna ma yenfe'una vanfe'ana bima allemtena ve zedina ilmen nafi'ah Allahümme erinel hakka hakkan varzukna ittiba'ah وَأَرِنَا الْبَاطِلَ بَاطِلَا وَارْزُقْنَا اَجْتِنَابَهِ رَبِّ اِشْرَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسِّرْ لِي اَمْرِي وَحْلُ الْعُقُدَةً مِنْ لِسَانِي يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي Esselamu Aleyküm ve Rahmetullahi ve Berekatuh Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bediüzzaman Said Nursi Podcast Series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org In this episode, inshallah, we will continue reading the 17th word and a rough translation of the text we will be studying can be found at this website. You need to go to podcasts, then words, then the 17th word. We already started the 17th word. We read some of it in the past episode, in the last episode, and we can remember that this is about the reality of the world. Ustad Nursi is giving us some insights about what this world is about, what it is for, how we can make the best of it and how what we should avoid in it. It is a commentary on the verse Astaizu Billah Inna Jalna Ma Alal Ardi Zinatan Laha Linabluwanahum Ayhum Ahsanu Amala wa inna Laja Iluna Ma Aleha Saidan Juruza. We have adorned the earth with attractive things so that we may test people to find out which of them do best, which of the people do best. But we shall reduce all this to barren dust. It, it shall all be reduced to barren dust. Dust. At the end of it, it is all dust. It goes to dust. This is uh, chapter 18, verses 7 and 8 from the Quran. And then also the verse. وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا لَعِبٌ وَلَحْوُنَ The life of this world is nothing, nothing but a game and a distraction. And this is chapter 6, verse 32. Uh, the, the verse is longer. The, this is a part of the verse. So it's a commentary on these verses. And we also um, talked about um, you know, how this world has been made or how God has made this world a, a, a display hall for the uh, artistry, the beauty, the majesty, the, the, the perfection that he has and how beautiful it is and how we are attracted to it. Um, but at the same time, there comes death and brings everything to an end. And God says that his mercy has risen above everything else. His mercy is larger than everything else. And how can we put these two together? Right? How can we put the the love attraction the uh, familiarity the comfort that this world gives to us and that it comes to an end and everything in it comes to an end either they depart from us by you know fulfilling this the, the, their duties and finishing their span of life or we part from them by dying how can we bring this together how can we reconcile this and um, you know, Stad Nursi gave us a few reasons where we can see that there is mercy even in death, even in the um, 
in the process of that in the way that death comes and that that the way the way that it comes he showed us that there is mercy among many aspects of mercy he listed five of them for us i'm going to quickly read those five uh, respects in which death in the way death comes or in the way that life comes to an end there is mercy in that and then we will continue with the fifth one which is where we left and we will uh, try to read that in detail the first five i'm going to only read the english and then when we come to the fifth and on we will uh, move on to reading the turkish and the english uh, together inshallah so bismillah um so how there is mercy in the way life comes to an end right first by showing with the season of old age the stamps and bitter meanings of annihilation and extinction on those beautiful and attractive worldly things he god scares the human being away from the world and instead of that which is temporal he causes him to seek a lasting thing worthy of demand right at the end of the death we want something that is lasting so so he turns our eyes he turns our hearts intentions desires to something that lasts and and he also promises it second because 99 percent of the beloveds that the human being is attached leaves the world and settles in another realm by means of that serious love he god bestows a yearning toward where the beloveds have gone and causes the human being face death and appointed time happily so if everybody that i love have gone to some other place why not why not go there third by means of certain things god causes the human being sense his endless weakness his own endless weakness and impotence understand how heavy the burden of life and the responsibilities of living are and gives a serious desire for rest and a sincere yearning to go to a different land especially when you know people become older and older and become feeble and their senses are not as acute as they used to be they cannot lift their arm there are pains and sicknesses and all sorts of afflictions that are bothering them right life becomes a vexing experience right so there there emerges this desire for rest and a sincere yearning to go to a different land that is when in the majority of cases that is when god is giving um, god is giving death so all good that's what we want at that point fourth he shows to the believing human being so all these three were for anybody anybody can benefit from those uh, wisdoms but the fourth is for believers he shows to the believing human being with the light of faith and the faith that death is not dissension into non-existence he shows to the believing human being with the light of faith that death is not dissension into non-existence it is a change of locations as for the grave it is not the mouth of a well full of darkness it is the gate of luminous realms with all its splendor the world is in effect a dungeon compared to compared to the hereafter of course entering the paradisical gardens from the earth's dungeon moving from the vexing turmoils of corporal corporal life to a realm of comfort and an arena for the flight of spirits and going to the peaceful presence of the merciful one 
by ridding oneself from the distressing noise of creatures in a, in a, is a journey to be desired a thousand times with heart and soul. In fact, it is a felicity. So the believer believes that he is going to the garden, the, the, the paradise. Why not? Right? The believer wants to, to go there because this is, this is mercy that is being offered to the believer. I mean, utter mercy, absolute mercy, all mercy, pure mercy. Right? That's paradise. Pure mercy. The believer wants that. That is, There is mercy in going there. If you are in a place where, you know, if you are at a waiting station, let's say you are traveling and you got off the train at the train station and you are waiting for the next one and you, you are waiting for a long time. Let's say, you know, you have to spend two days there. After a point that the train station, the waiting hall of the train station becomes such a vexing place. There's so much noise. There's no comfort. You cannot, you know, you don't have a comfortable and, uh, you know, private uh, space, perhaps no bed, right? You want to take a shower, you can't do that. You're living among all these people, the hustle and bustle coming and going, the noise. You want to move on, you want to get on the next train so that you can arrive where you are going to, especially if where you are going to is such a beautiful paradise-like place. Now here, the lower soul and Satan may object and say, okay, this is for the majority of people who live to the old age, etc. But what about those who, who die young in accidents, children who die, etc. Well, God has infinite, endless treasures. And whatever they are losing here, as a result of the calamity that st strikes them, God has enough to compensate for that and to, to please them right on the other side he has treasures beautiful things that are awaiting them that we cannot even imagine so still his mercy covers it all right this is for the majority this is the norm of this world but there is a wisdom in that no norm that we observe in the in the universe in the cosmos in existence that we live is absolute in and of itself right all these norms are in place because god has ordained them but in order to show so this is this would be the wisdom in order to show that the norms the what they call the laws right the natural laws or the forces of of matter etc in order to show that they are not acting uh, on their own behalf right he breaks those norms every once in a while there he, he builds exceptions to the norms and shows that he is the one directly and always who is in charge. What we think of as norm is nothing but his, his will to, to create things in patterns with regularity, right? Okay, we came to the fifth one and we are going to go into a bit more detail at this point. We will read the Turkish too. Beşincisi, Kur'an'ı dinleyen insana, Kur'an'daki ilmi hakikati ve nuru hakikatle, dünyanın mahiyetini bildirmekliğiyle, dünyaya aşk ve alaka pek manasız olduğunu anlatmaktır. Yani insana der ve ispat eder ki, Dünya bir kitabı semedanidir. Huruf ve kelimatı nefislerine değil, belki başkasının zat ve sıfat ve esmasına delalet ediyorlar. Öyleyse manasını bil, al, nukuşunu bırak, git. Fifth. 
for the human being who listens to the Quran. So the fourth was for believers, believers. The fifth is now not only believers, but also uh, Muslim who have submitted to what they believe and who, who are heeding, listening to and heeding the Quran. For the human being who listens to the Quran by informing him of the knowledge of reality that is in the Quran and with the light of reality, right? Or rather, by informing him of the of the of the reality that is in the Quran and with the light of reality of the world's quiddity. So informing him of the knowledge of reality that's in the Quran and of the, of the world's quiddity, it is to have him understand that ardently loving the world, being infatuated with the world and becoming attached to it are meaningless. So the Quran shows the human being what the reality of this world is, what its quiddity, what its nature is. And once you see that, you understand that, you know, falling in, in love with the world, being infatuated with it, being in a state of adoration for it, that's meaningless. It is not worth, it is not worth. That is, it tells to the human being and proves that. And here we will have several uh, items, several wisdoms that are taken from the Quran. You will read the first one and then move on to the next by reading the Turkish. We already read the Turkish for this. But the Quran tells to the human being, tells the human being and proves that the world is a book of the eternally besought one, a summit. Right, the world is a book of a summit. What is a summit? And it's one of the names of God, right? The one who is in need of nothing, and that everybody is in need of Him for everything they need at all times, beyond time. The world is a book of the eternally besought one. Everything, every need that is being fulfilled in this universe, in this cosmos. When we say the world, we don't mean the earth. We mean the, the universe in which we live. Everything in this world and everything in this realm, right? For everything they need at all times, they're in need of him. And from the fulfillment of those books, we can see the tips of the signs of his acts. So the world is a book of the eternally besought one. It is inscribed. We can see all these signs written on it. Its letters and words indicate not themselves, but in fact, but in fact, the entity attributes and names of someone else. So when you look at a book, um, let's say I'm reading the, uh, the, the 17th word, right? I, I just read the word, Dunya bir samedanidir. The world is a book of it, the eternally besought one. And this is composed of letters. There's a T and an H and an E and then a space and then a W-O-R-L-D, right? The world, right? So the purpose of this T at the beginning of the sentence is not the T. The T is not meant here. The T is not there in order to say, I'm here, I'm, I'm T, right? Look at this book. There's a T in this book. That's not the point. The point is for T to come together with H and E and 
the point is not the t h and e either the point is the the definite article of the english language so the point is the meaning that they indicate the point is what the author wanted to indicate the letters here do not indicate themselves neither the the right the point is not the as an utterance as a sound but rather the meaning that that utterance carries according to a convention that has taken roots and is valid and effective among all english language speakers today right the point is the its letters this this world is a book of the eternally besought one so what are the letters and words in this world everything the air molecule the the hydrogen the oxygen the 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 leaf the blade of uh, grass the uh, the water in the sea and in the clouds the stars the trees everything everything in existence is a sign is a letter is a word that indicates that indicates not itself but in fact the entity attributes and names of someone else who is that this is what the quran is teaching us the quran is teaching us look at the stars look at the camel look at the bee look at the fig look at the olive look at this look at that not because i want you to you know look at the star and see how big it is how hot it is how far it is how old it is etc etc no the point is look at this star and see that it is a sign of creation see the creator in his creation the world is a book of the eternally besought one its letters and words indicate not themselves but in fact the entity attributes and names of someone else that he he exists he is one and he has certain attributes like all this beauty that we see right he has to have beauty and he names so he is the beautiful one in that case know its meaning and take that take from the book of the eternal besought one the meanings that are indicated and meant yet leave its engravings and move on the point is not the engraving the point is not the ornamentation the point is not you know the the size the for the star again the size the age the temperature the distance etc of the star yes know that too because from that you see more beauty more majesty more perfection and perhaps you can make something with that knowledge that's going to be of benefit to humanity and the world and animals etc so yes learn that too but the point the point that it is there is not its material qualities the point of its existence is to show the giver of existence this is the primary purpose of the world 
understand as such and live in this world move around go about your business in this world engage this world judge this world accordingly it has purposes take the purposes it has meanings understand the meanings do not be attached to the form the shape the sign when you read the book you don't if you, if you let's say you really loved the book it's such a beautiful book that you have read it many times in your life and you know whenever you feel uh you know stressed out and you need to calm down you need to you know, escape to a beautiful world you go and take this book and start reading you love the characters in it you love the, the plot in it you love the language in it etc etc right well you, you are attached to the world that you are attached to the meanings that the author has put together in this book you are not attached to the letters and words of the book what's precious for you is not the t h and e or w o r l d in the book no it is the meanings that are in the book as we have um read in more detail in the uh, 12th word that you know you might remember that we we went over this in great detail so we need to remember that and move on here inshallah so what is the quran telling us that this world is hem bir mezraadır ek ve mahsulünü al muhafaza et muzahrafatını at ehemmiyet verme also it is a cultivating field and of course the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is telling this to us too the the whatever the, the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says it is an interpretation it's a commentary on the quran right he he was the living quran he was the walking quran this world is a cultivating field cultivated harvested to keep right cultivated and then keep the harvest but toss away and do not pay attention to the waste you, you cultivated and you harvested uh, what did you want to harvest you, you you harvested uh, carrots so what is it that you want to keep of the carrot right the roots the the orange long you know substance that comes uh from out of the soil perhaps you can do something with the leaves too but the you know you won't be able to use all the leaves you are what you want to keep is the carrot itself right so cultivated harvested keep the harvest have the intention to keep the harvest but don't busy yourself with the waste with the chaff right because it's going to burden you you won't be able to carry it all it's going to distract you so what is to be harvested from this world deeds we harvest deeds from the cultivating field of this world we harvest our connection to the creator of this world right we we acquire things we are here to acquire things by by cultivating this world by working working for good in this world how do we acquire things with our intentions 
with our supplication but not not with our actual deeds so we want to earn good deeds but what we mean here is the rewards of of the deeds the deeds itself themselves the acts the the uh, physical objects and services acts that come into existence as a result of our inclination toward them god created them we cannot appropriate them that i you know worked hard for a month uh, let's say i went to a farm uh, and and worked as a farmhand made money uh, you know sweated and used my body and made money and then gave that money for charity may i do it inshallah gave that money for charity now who gave me the force who gave me the gave me the strength to work there who created the farmland who created the plants that we were working with who created the owner who owns that farm and organized all these things put all these things together so that we now have a farm there god what part is there what what, what is my part that i can claim to appropriate i can claim to own in this whole thing my eyes no he gave them my hands no he gave them the effort the energy that i put into it well the energy came from the food that i ate and he created the food he and he gave it to me there's nothing that i can claim in all of this except that i inclined i showed an inclination and i made an intention right so what did i intend by working there there hard and by earning this money and giving it in charity i intended to earn god's pleasure and if i am sincere and if if um he wills right if god wills out of his overflowing mercy he, he gives those rewards to me but again other than that inclination i didn't put anything into this right but he gives it to me out of his mercy and and he allows me to acquire good deeds i want to have as many of as as much of that as possible with me i want to harvest that because that is god's pleasure i want to harvest his pleasure from this world i want to cultivate this world and harvest deeds that that earn um, that are close to his um, acceptance and that please him and i want to go to the hereafter with all of those it, it is not the sweet potatoes that i harvested that i need i want that's not my intention it is not the dollars it is not whatever, whatever currency wherever you are wherever i am it is not the 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 physical money or the digital money that i've earned as a result of this month of endeavor that i need and want it is the rewards that the sweet potato the money the whatever that is the waste that is what what comes at the end of the whole thing right that is what comes after everything is processed and this is the waste product we deposit it in the world and we move on 
we we cannot take it with us therefore it is the waste we focus on what we can take with us from this world so what is the quran telling us about the reality of this world hem birbiri arkasında daim gelen geçen ayineler mecmuasıdır öyle ise onlarda tecelli edeni bil envarını gör Onlarda tezahür eden esmanın tecelliyatını anla ve müsemmalarını sev ve zevale ve kırılmaya mahkum olan o cam parçalarından alakanı kes. Also, it is a collection of mirrors that come and pass one after the other continually. What is this world? This world is a uh, gathering collection, compilation of mirrors that come and pass one after the other continually so what do we mean by mirrors what do you mean by mirrors well, what is what is this world this world is the manifestation of god's divine will and power which um is specified when when it moves from that divine will to the stage of divine will from kun into the creation itself is specified through his names and attributes so therefore what we see in this world is all manifestations of his names and attributes the tree is a manifestation of the beautiful the life giver the giver of life the the provider the the firm one, the the sustainer, etc., etc. That is what the reality of that tree is. The tree is just a mirror that reflects all of these things. And when in that uh, mirror of non-existence, right? The, the, you know, in and of itself, the, the tree has nothing. It is nothing. In that mirror, when when the these um names and attributes are manifest in that mirror right that substance that god gives to it there is a substance right but the substance is created out of nothing when the names and attributes are manifest in this thing that we call the tree then we then we see the world and the reality comes into existence the cosmos that we see around the universe the world that we see Right? It's a manifestation of the names and attributes of God. Therefore, everything that we see in this world is a compilation of mirrors that come and pass. That come and pass. I was there, you know, half an hour ago. I'm here now. I'm not there anymore. I was there, but I passed on. I'm here now. There was a uh, flower in my yard two months ago. It was beautiful. Uh, there were actually several flowers. There were daffodils that were blooming. They were there. They were beautiful. They were, you know, whenever I looked at them, I was filled with this warmth uh, emanating from their beauty. They are not there anymore. The beauty passed. And what is left behind is all these wilted and dried blades of, 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 of the leaves of the daffodil flowers it's not beautiful anymore i mean there are other things that are coming out there but the those wilted and decaying decaying uh, blades are not beautiful anymore 
So what am I going to do? Am I going to start crying? Oh, the all oh, the you know beautiful blades that were standing upright and surrounding the beautiful daffodil flower, and it was so nice and so attractive, etc. Am I going to cry? No, they were just mirrors. They they passed, but the one whose beauty is manifest, reflected on them, continuous. Right? So this world then is a collection, a compilation of mirrors that come and pass one after the other continually. In that case, know that which is reflecting on know that which is reflecting on them. Right? Know, know what is reflecting on them. See his lights. Understand the manifestation of the names that appear on the mirrors. Love the named that they name and cut your attachment to the pieces of glass that are doomed for extinction and breaking. Don't be attached to the pieces of glass. If you sew the image of your beloved on a mirror, right? And you're, you're, in, you're infatuated with this image, with the image of your beloved. You know that the beloved is there, but you don't have access to him. The only way you can see your beloved is a mirror. Or let's uh, let's modernize this. Right? You are living in uh, Australia and your beloved lives, um, your wife lives. Your wife lives in Canada. You are like far, far away from one another. But you love each other and you want to see each other. You, so you turn on the computer and you connect uh, to, to each other through Zoom. You have a Zoom meeting. And on the screen you see the face of your beloved. He or she talks to you, says nice things to you. right? So that's, that gives you happiness. And you live with the hope that one day you are going to travel and meet. But for now, all you can have is this image on the screen and the voice and sound that comes with it. So your screen is like a mirror, right? But what you love is not the screen. What you love is the image. When the time to travel comes, you will have no compunction, no hesitation to leave that computer behind where you are and travel to your beloved to, to meet the real person, the real human being that you actually love, right? You don't love the gloss and plastic and, uh, and chips that are, on, that are in your computer. You love your wife, you love your husband. You love your beloved, right? In that case, know that which is reflecting on them. Know what is reflecting on them see his lights right so know that this is not the screen that you love know that this is a similitude a a reconstruction of the image of what you love see his lights so now we are moving to the earth right what we see in this world is not the leaf the blade the flower the sky the earth the the i don't know the uh, furniture no, those are just mirrors. Recognize, right? Contemplate, reflect upon this and recognize what 
is reflecting on them that which is reflecting on them see his lights know that what you see is his light understand the manifestations of the names that appear on the mirrors love the name the right all those names each name an entity love the entity that they name and cut your attachment to the pieces of glass that are doomed for extinction and breaking cut your attachment to the materiality of this world that is doomed for extinction and breaking so moving on what does the quran tell us about the reality of this world hemse yar bir ticaretgahtır öyleyse alışverişini yap gel ve senden kaçan ve sana iltifat etmeyen kafilelerin arkalarından beyhude koşma yorulma also it is the world is a traveling place of trade it's like a fair that moves cities right in august it is in boston in uh, september it moves to i don't know minnesota in october it's going to set up whatever right it is a traveling place of trade in that case buy and sell go there right where it, it it comes it came to your city so while it is here go there buy and sell do your trade then come do not run after the convoys that run away from you you live in boston this is where you are going to stay they are going to move on to minnesota don't keep you know running after them do not run after the convoys that run away from you and that do not pay attention to you in vain you won't be able to catch up with them do not tire yourself if you try to catch up with them you will not be able you will exhaust yourself somewhere you will fall and perish and the convoy will move on until the point where it too will be destroyed and that will be the day of rising but if you run after this world its convoys will keep running away from you and you will never catch up it is going to be like one of those nightmares in which you try to catch a let's say a, a, a bus or something catch somebody right you keep running and running and running and as you are about to get there it moves further as you are about to get there it moves further you will never be able to catch it the moment you extend you stretch your hand out to it it will move away the moment you touch it it will disappear it won't let itself be caught right while it is here do the trade buy and sell make your profit you can keep the profit like cultivating the field you can acquire things right but do the trade and and and, and do not do not be attached to the convoy itself do not be attached to the fair itself do not be attached to the stalls and the salespeople and the you know produce and products that are not there for you 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 take what you can and what you need and what you can afford take that keep it you are allowed to keep it out of god's mercy but to, but when the convoy moves on let them go let them go you have better things to do you have better things to attach 
yourself to. Hem muvakkat bir seyrangahtır. Öyle ise nazarı ibretle bak ve zahiri çirkin yüzüne değil, belki cemili bakiye bakan gizli güzel yüzüne dikkat et. Hoş ve faydeli bir tenezzüh yap, dön. Ve o güzel manzaraları irae eden ve güzelleri gösteren perdelerin kapanmasıyla akılsız çocuk gibi ağlama, merak etme. Also, so the Quran is telling us about the reality of this world. Also, it is a temporary place of spectacle. Again, like a fair, right? The, the fair was uh, for trade, but the fair can also be for amusement and entertainment. Let's say there is a traveling troupe that puts up shows in that fair. And you go there and you're watching the clown. You know, the clown of this world put up shows, make funny things and entertain you, amuse you. But it's a temporary place of spectacle. The fair will, uh, you know, pack and go at some point. Then look with a sight ready to take lessons. So the show is not only for entertainment. If you watch it only for entertainment, you get nothing but entertainment and it's passing, but there actually is a meaning to what they are showing, what they are enacting, right? There are lessons in it. There are meanings in it. Open your up sensor, open your sensors up. Open your sensors that will be able to recognize and grasp these meanings up. Reflect upon what you are watching. Look with a sight, ready to take lessons and pay attention not to its apparent and ugly face. You know, just as Im these images, etc. They're ugly because they are not going to stay there. They are going to move on. There is an ugliness in their departure. You get attached to them, but they leave you behind. They, they abandon you, right? So do not pay attention to its apparent and ugly face, but pay attention to its hidden and beautiful face. They are not there to torture you. That's not their intention. Their intention is to teach you, learn what they are trying to teach you, and that's going to stay with you. Pay attention to its hidden and beautiful face. It is hidden. It is coded, right? It is not hidden behind a a completely opaque uh, curtain, impossible to see. No, it is possible to see it. It is coded, and they are they are handing out little pieces of paper. Right? They are handing out uh, missives, letters, brochures, pamphlets on which the code is written study that understand the code and then listen to their language and you will start to notice recognize the meanings and then that that beautiful face will be exposed to you those beautiful meanings will be exposed to you so pay attention to its hidden and beautiful face with that sight that's ready to take lessons and that face looks to the everlasting beautiful one this troop is putting up a show that is going to teach you about the owner of everything, the creator of everything, the source of all beauty, the source of all strength and power, the one who meets all your needs. 
the meanings that they are uh, signifying look to the everlasting beautiful one take a nice and beneficial stroll of enjoyment through this fair there are lots of spectacles that are being put up take a nice and beneficial stroll of enjoyment but then return the fair is not there to stay come back to yourself come back to yourself so that you can move on to the to the to the real abode where you are going to be living forever do not cry like a child without intellect and worry upon the closure of those screens that expose beautiful sceneries and show beauties the movie screens the cinema screens that they sh they put up in this fair they are going to fold them they are going to pack them and move on there are other you know other uh, places where they want to set up their fair but what what is on to you is not to run after them as we said you won't be able to catch up with them what is on to you is to watch those movies and learn the lesson that is embedded in them coded in them and those meanings will stay with you and you will be a new person you will be it you will be transformed those mean meanings will transform you you will be illuminated from within you will not need the light that is reflecting from the movie screen onto you because you are going to absorb that light and now that light will be coming from within you will be illuminated and you will be able to move on with the light of those meanings to your abode of uh, perpetual stay and there you are going to meet the author of all these plays all these scripts and when you go before the author you are going to show that you have learned your lessons you have received the message you will go to him and say i've i got the message and i'm here as you as you instructed me i'm here having learned my lesson i'm ready to move into your paradise where you said you are going to create the spectacle with permanence and in a incomparably better more beautiful way it would be sufficient for it to be infinitely better that it is it has permanence but not only that right it will have permanence but it will constantly continually be renewed and there will be something fresh in it at every moment and there will also be something familiar which are both both beauties that we enjoy and appreciate be ready get the message learn your lesson move on to his presence having having received the message this whole thing is to impart those messages to you listen listen and you'll be fine moving on what does the quran teach us about the reality of this world hem bir misafirhanedir öyle ise onu yapan mihmandarı kerimin izni dairesinde ye iç şükret kanunu dairesinde işle hareket et sonra arkana bakma çık git 
her zekarane fuzuli bir surette karışma. Senden ayrılan ve sana ait olmayan şeylerle manasız uğraşma ve geçici işlerine bağlanıp boğulma. Also, it is, the world is a guest house. A guest house, a hotel, a, you know, a place that you stay uh, while you are traveling. You have been driving the whole day and there comes the night, you can't drive any longer. You have to stop somewhere. You uh, you find a hotel, a guest house, you enter there and you're going to spend the night. Perhaps have breakfast in the morning and move on. It is a guest house. Then eat and drink. Now, you enter the guest house, there are going to rules that are going to uh, regulate the affairs in this guest house. Right? You cannot just enter any door and enter. Well, other people are living in those rooms. You cannot enter any room. You, they are going to give you a key and there will be a number on the key. You will go and enter that room and you will stay away from the other rooms. They will say, um, you know, you can have breakfast here. It is, you know, a plate. Uh, you can fill your plate and eat it, but we, we, don't, we are not allowing refills, for instance. You can have two cups of coffee. The third cup of coffee, well, you know, we have a limited amount uh, of uh, coffee. Therefore, we have to ration it. You cannot have the third cup. If you attempt to have the third cup, that's going to be a crime. But you can have the two cups of coffee, right? These are the, the rules and regulations. And there is, if you, as long as you abide by the rules and regulations, you can stay here for free. We are not even going to charge you. We are going to make you happy. Right? We are going to take care of your needs. We have thought of thought about everything that you need. Here is a bed. Here is a shower if you want to shower. Here is a uh, a closet where you can put your clothes. Here is the restroom. You know when you have your needs. Here is our restaurant. Go, you can eat. And here, here is you know what you can drink. Here is the light. Turn it on. Turn it off. If you have want to communicate, here is a, here is a telephone, right? But everything there are rules and regulations that apply to everything in order to make sure that one you benefit from all of those things without harming yourself, right? If you attempted to use the coffee machine in the bathtub while the tub is filled with water you are going to electrocute yourself so that is not a lot but if you use the coffee machine on the table uh, you know on the tray uh, that that is made for it with this plug which is grounded etc etc then you'll be fine go use it drink your coffee so then eat and drink within the confines of the circle of what the munificent host who has made it who has made this guest house permits and also show gratitude for what he gives to you act and move within the confines of the circle of his law don't try to transgress that law and here we are not talking about sharia alone uh, the 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 Sharia al-Gharra, right? The Sharia that is given to the prophets and in the form of instructions to human beings so that they can do certain things and not do other things. But there is also a a Sharia that applies to the entire Nizam, the entire order of things. And we talked about this before. If you take the sharp knife and press on your palm, you are going to cut your hand. If you put your hand into the 
fire the flames fire flames you are going to burn your hand so there are rules and regulations they you know they tell you the the pain that you have had the first time you burned your hand in your childhood whenever that was when you touched a hot cup or the the hot plate or stove whatever you touched right that 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 was an instruction to you to not touch the 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 fire to not touch fire so you learned you learned the rule right act and move within the confines of the circle of his law know that this is his law right know that this is not the nature of the fire know that this is not from the fire that it burned is not from the fire it is a law that is ordained by the munificent host of these places who made all these rules and regulations for your safety and well-being and and for the safety and well-being of for of everything else that are here so live here eat drink sleep take care of your needs live move according to uh, his rules and regulations within the circle of his law then exit this is a guest house you are not here to stay forever when you are told exit leave without looking behind don't be attached to the coffee machine that was there don't be attached to the paper plate that you used in the morning for breakfast those are not things to be attached to you have a in a sublime destination you are going to a sublime destination just leave don't you know don't leave your mind behind don't leave your heart behind take them all and leave exit from this place this place is not to stay all these things are meant to take care of your needs during your temporary stay on this long journey which is going to a sublime destination where you will see the real versions the true versions the sublime versions the permanent versions of all these blessings and way more than that that you cannot even think or imagine do not meddle in things like a blathering and vain person so there are rules and regulations here do you know just take it as it is do not go and knock on the door of the other guest who is staying there and bother them do not do not you know get involved in affairs that do not concern you do not go to the kitchen of the restaurant and tell them well you are cooking this why don't you do this that way why don't you do this that way now this doesn't mean you know do not learn how you are supposed to take your scrambled eggs from that container in the in the um, dining hall no learn to use the uh, the, the ladle the, the spoon learn to turn, to open its lid right learn how to learn to uh, hold your plate in a way so that you don't spill things right learn everything that you need while staying here you know learn as much as you can explore as much as you can within the confines of what you are allowed to right there's i mean there, 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 there's another wisdom in this that all of these things in this guest house are samples demonstrations of what is to come in the in the sublime destination that you are heading to so learn how to behave here so that when you go there you know 
but that is different from meddling in that that which does not concern you in other people's affairs right meddling in the affairs of this place as if you are going to stay here that's the point no don't be attached to it don't put your heart in it do not occupy yourself with meaningless things that leave you and that do not belong to you do not become attached to your temporary affairs and drown in them if you drown in them you will forget about the sublime destination you will set out on the journey again but you won't have the memory you won't have the the, the road uh, trip in order to get to where you want to get where you need to get you won't even remember where you were supposed to go to you'll set out on the on the on the road and take the first turn take the first exit and god knows where that exit is going to land you perhaps you know you, you are going to drive onto a, a broken bridge and you know fall perhaps you will drive into a fire pit perhaps you will you know come to a dead end you have to focus your attention on the journey so that you have the road plan you have the directions and you follow those directions to the end where your sublime destination is that is where you want to go you want to go to your sublime destination you don't want to stray away from the path it's a straight path as long as you do not distract yourself and forget about what you are doing here what is what this is all about how you can travel to the end right as long as you don't make yourself forget those by meddling in that which does not concern you in this temporary guest house you'll be fine do not become attached to your temporary affairs and drown in them don't do that do not do do not distract yourself with that which does not concern you have your focus have your focus on the journey your destination is sublime your destination is sublime focus on that so gibi zahir hakikatlerle dünyanın iç yüzündeki esrarı gösterip dünyadan müfarakati gayet hafifleştirir belki hüşyar olanlara sevdirir ve rahmetinin her şeyde ve her şeyinde bir izi bulunduğunu gösterir so in the quran God teaches us about uh, these aspects of the reality of the world and with obvious truths like this the Quran shows the secrets in the inner dimension of the world and renders separation from it easy right so do not be attached to the temporary guest house do not be attached to the cultivating field which is there for you to cultivate and take the harvest and you know leave the waste do not be attached to the the the, the spectacles that are being put up here do not be attached to the the, the the place of trade do not be attached to the fair itself it's a traveling fair it will move on do not be attached to the mirrors what is reflecting upon those mirrors is what you want to focus on and be attached to because that is where you are going to go to that's what you are going to meet right do not be attached to the 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 letters and words the signs the inscriptions the engravings on this book the meanings of uh, that are contained in the book is what you want to be attached to right 
with obvious truths like this the quran shows the secrets in the inner dimension of the world and renders separation from it easy in fact it endears separation to the wakeful ones so it endears makes separation from this world desirable beloved to the wakeful ones those who wake up from their slumber of forgetfulness in this world and recognize the reality of the world and recognize that this is just a temporary you know staying place just a temporary guest house the destination is further ahead and it is sublime and much more beautiful they wake up and recognize this and then they love to leave this guest house why should i stay in the guest house while i'm going to a place that is way better in fact it endears separation to the wakeful ones but you have to become wakeful you have to wake up and shows that his mercy has a trace in everything in every one of his conducts even leaving this place death separation annihilation extinction as we see in in apparently in this world right there is mercy in that too there's a trace of mercy in that too because partly because right partly because it is not real extinction it is not annihilation that appears to be annihilation to us from this side of the world you 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 may know the famous example of uh two twins in the womb first one of them comes out is born right and then the next one comes out when the first one is born and the second one is still in the womb from the point of view of the one that is still in the womb the first uh, the, the first twin disappeared died became extinct moved out of sight not there anymore if the world was limited to the womb the one that is left in the womb would be so lonely and destitute that he left he, he lost his companion but in reality this was birth when it also comes out it will recognize it will see that this was actually a beautiful beautiful thing so this world is like a womb we are all in a womb those who leave are born they are born into the intermediate realm and if they knew how to treat this world if they knew what to do with it with this world if they knew how to cultivate it and harvest it and they knew how to learn the the lessons from the spectacle if they knew how to do the trade that they were supposed to do here if they knew the meanings of the letters and words that are not indicating themselves but or that that are meant to indicate the one who inscribed them if they learn all these things if they learn that this guest house is just a temporary place of stay uh, on a longer journey and they're going to move on if they learn all these things and left this world they are born into a beautiful beautiful place their graves become a place of spectacle from which they watch behold their their uh, their eventual blissful time and enjoyment in paradise 
and they are filled with joy in the grave too and from there they will move to paradise itself they are born to a beautiful life now if they did not do all of those if they if they really failed here then then it is punishment right so there's accountability that's one difference uh, from the example of the twins in the womb right and our existence in this world there's accountability there is testing and trial as the verse that we read at the beginning said you know god says in the quran we have adorned the earth with attractive things right this cultivating field is beautiful the spectacle is beautiful there is a lot to trade buy and sell here they're good beautiful merchandise here the guest house is full of comforts the spectacle that's being put has lots of you know entertaining aspects to it we have adorned the earth with attractive things so that so that this is what we are pointing out here so that we may test people to find out which of them do best right to test them to to demonstrate to show which one of them do best have better deeds do 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 better right so that's the uh difference between that example and the reality of the world and again we take examples in order to understand uh more complex more complex um, realities we take what what applies from the example and leave the rest and then we make an explanation like this we qualify it with the exception that this world is a place of testing and trial and here we are uh, meant to actually use our our willpower the, the partial human will that is given to us in order to prepare for what is to come after this world but at the end of the day right at the end of the day we are all here to live here and we all live here and those who left before us are born are born if they um, did good deeds in this world if they had faith and did good deeds they are born into a much more beautiful world if they are among the losers they lost it they are born to a world where where uh, punishment is awaiting them so we conclude işte Kur'an şu beş vecihe işaret ettiği gibi başka hususi vecihlere dahi ayat-ı Kur'an'ı işaret ediyor veil o kimseye ki şu beş vecihten bir hissesi olmaya thus the Quran points to these five considerations these five lessons uh, the the first four we reflected upon them in detail in the in the episode before this and in this episode we reflected on the fifth one which also gave us really beautiful detailed uh, examples uh, insights wisdoms from the quran about the reality of this world thus the quran points to these five considerations and additionally the quranic verses point to other specific considerations too so this is not all but these are really important five important ones that show us how there is mercy in even the way uh, that life comes to end in this life in this world 
Thus, the Quran points to these five considerations, and additionally, the Quranic verses point to other specific considerations too. Woe to the person who has no share from these five considerations. Woe to the person who does not understand the reality of this world, and as a result of that, makes both this world and what comes after this world a torment to himself. This world, because you know, annihilation is an, an inevitable reality of this world. There is no escape from it. The next world, because this world is a world for, is a place for testing and trial, and those who are shown to have better deeds are going to be given uh, with God's you know, effusion and, and, and mercy, they are going to be given eternal blessings, eternal felicity, but the others, they will face punishment. They will face punishment. May we be among those who are given, given felicity, who, who God meets with his mercy and showers with the blessings and bliss of his mercy. May we be among those whom he says, you know, join, join my slaves, whom he considers among his slaves. Maybe be those who reach his contentment. Amin, Allahumma amin. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma allamtana innaka anta al-alimul hakim wa akhir da'wahum an alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al-fatiha Allahumma salli ala